0: discusses the Goslin's personal payment that he gets for making the thing which he stole worth more can that Goslin pass on his earnings if he sells it to his uh, Yarshan those who inherit him? What happens if it, the guy is the thief? Does he also get to keep his appreciation? What happens if someone kills a tree? What happens if he turns the wood into something? What happens if someone steals a love? Stealing bricks, stealing uh, silver coins. When is the shinoy a kenyan? What happens if someone planted, used his ox for planting? Is that shvach also something he has to pay for? And what happens if the thing which a person stole aged? We begin with Ravina telling Rev Ashi. We said yesterday that small holds that a Baal Choyv doesn't get to keep the shvach. He gets to, the, the buyer, the Lekeach himself, gets the unassuming buyer, gets to keep the shvach that he made this field worth more. The problem is that Shmuel, we have small documented saying that a Baal Choyv gets to take back, collect the shvach that happened to his original property. Gemara says that's not a kasha because there are two separate cases that Shmuel is talking about. He could say both. One is where the shvach is what the Gemara calls magia lixofim It reaches his shoulders. and One is where it wasn't. When it reaches his shoulders, then he has to pay it back. We have a three a machlekas, two opinions in toysos. Rashi says that magia lixofim means that it's fully grown. That's when you have to compensate for it. It's no longer part of the karka. The, the original, you know, the Baal Choyv, gets to get his field back. But if this thing is fully grown, it's a separate entity. Taisa says, you're talking about where it's something that you'll detached, not just uh, the, that the trees got thicker. And Urbana Tom says that it's actually his shoulders, that he schlepped it. Then the guy who has been taking care of it gets to hold on to it. But it's not a stira in small, two separate scenarios. He says, one second, this is Şe- the Shmuel's shita. But day after day, Shmuel is paskining that even Shevach Hamagia L'Xofim goes back to its original owner. The guy who actually put in all the effort doesn't get to keep that shvach. So he says, that's not a kasha. It depends on how much the loan is. If the loan that this Bakhoiv is owed is the value of the land and the sh- and the Shavakh and the appreciation, then he gets to keep it otherwise. the guy who made the shevach, he gets to keep his own shevach and only returns the land. He answers, he responds, oh, "Hold on, that works according to the that holds. that if the buyer has money to pay for it, to pay off the Baalkhoiv who this field is owed to, then the lekeach has the lower hand, meaning the Baal Choyf gets that money. But according to Mandarmer, who says that even if he has the money, the Baal Choyf can walk off with it. So the Baal Choyf has the upper hand. Why can't the Baal Choyf say, look, if you had money, I would take the entire thing. Or at least leave me a piece of the land of the Shevach, which you made. Like, I'm being nice to you here. The Gomorrahian says we're talking about a case where this field was set up as an apoteki. So the guy can say, you can't collect my field. You're right, you always have the upper hand, but this field is off limits to you. So I'm not automatically going to be giving you back the shavach, which I created myself. Now Robert says that if a guy steals things and then it goes up in value, if he sells that item now, after he made it go up in value... Or if he yarshens it. So it's no longer in the goslin's reshuss. So now before the goslin would be able to keep that appreciation. Does the guy who he sells it to or his inheritors also get to keep it? Yes. They take over the goslin's position when they yarishen it. And that includes the Rova now asks, what happens if it doesn't go up in value by the goslin's property? But the goslin sells it. And then the guy who buys it off the goslin makes it go up in value. So Rav himself answers the question. He says, all this chusm of the ghazlan go over to the buyer. And now he gets to keep the shvach that he creates. Rav asks the third question. What happens if a goy is the thief? If he makes it go up in value, this stolen item, does he get to keep that? Rav HaChemidifti tells Ravino, no, no, no. We made it that kind of Jewish thieves to encourage them to give it back. Goyim don't get to keep the shvach. He says, okay, that's not really the question. The question is really, if the guy were to sell it to a Jew, does the Jew get to keep the shvach now, even though there was a guy in the middle? He says, no, it came from a guy, and the guy doesn't have the right to keep shvach. Yeah, but what happens if a Jew was the thief? And then the Jew sells it to a guy, and then the guy sells it to another Jew. So it was stolen by a Jew, and now it's in the property of a Jew. Do we say that because there was a guy in the middle, the final Jew doesn't get to keep the shvach? And the he leaves that with a teiku? Now if Papa says... If a guy steals a palm tree from his friend, and then, palm tree dies. He says even though he uprooted the palm tree, he still wasn't coining it. Because the saw he, he, he didn't change it from a palm tree to a non-palm tree. It's still a palm tree. So he didn't have a shinoi, so he wasn't coining it. However, if he takes this palm tree and he cuts it into logs, that's still considered a palm tree. It's still called a dick law. If he were to smooth it out, smooth these logs into beams, now it's called a kshuri. That is a Kenyan because now it's beams. If he steals beams, it makes them into like smaller beams. That's not a change enough to be a shinoi to be kainet. But if he makes them into boards, that is a Kenyan. Now it has a new shame. Now Rava tells us if someone steals a lolov and he pulls it apart, moves all the leaves. So before it was a lolov. Now it's called hutsi, now they're leaves. So that's a shinoi. He'll have to pay back the original value. If he steals the leaves and he turns it into a broom, also a Kenyan, he turns it into a broom. If he takes a broom and he turns it into a rope, that's not a Kenyan because you could take this same rope and undo it and put it back into a broom. That's not a Kenyan. So he'll be able to return this item as it is in rope form. Now Rapopa asks, what happens if he borrows this, if he steals this luluf and he splits the teoimus? I mean, Tom says that, uh, Toys says that it's very rare for us to find a mamma that's closed, and the Capist Morum writes that that's that's because he lived in Europe. The Toysla's were in France over there, but uh, in the Middle East, and it's a stroll, and the Mitzrayim here. We, we, we don't have the, all the importing damages, and we do have a lot of them that are together. In any event, by splitting this Tioimus, is that a, a shino enough to, to be a Kenyan? And he would have to pay the original value? Or could he give it back this lolov as it is? So Rav Nomer of Yeshua Ben Levi says that when you split the Tioimus, it now becomes a apostle. L'chaira, that would be the same by splitting it. Didn't cut it off, but splitting it should be the same. No? So we have two answers. Either no. Cutting it off is different because now a piece is missing. But there are those that learn that Rav Maso Numbar of Levi says that if it's cut off, it's like, if it's split, it's just like being cut off and it is puzzle. So Lamaisa, splitting the TMS is like cutting it off. You just puzzled it. It's interesting what would happen if, the, if it wasn't on the Sukkot. Now Rav Papa says if someone were to steal dirt and he turns this dirt into a brick, that's not a Shinoi because he could smash the brick and turn it back into dust. If he steals a brick and smashes it into dust, that is a shinoi because even though you could build a brick into a brick, that would be a brand new brick. That be ponim So the original dirty stole is gone. That's a shinoi. It'll be kind. It'll have to be bought. He'll have to pay back the value of what he stole. Reb Papa says if someone steals silver and turns it into coins, makes zuzin out of it. That's not a kenyan because you can melt it back down into the silver which you bought. But if he buy, if he steals coins and he melts it into silver, that is a kenyan. He'll have to pay back the value of the zuzin which he stole. You can't just give back the silver, the silver, because even though you can melt, mold it back into zuzin, into coins, but that would be brand new coins. If someone steals tarnished coins and he cleans it up, that's not a kenyan. Because you could just get it tarnished again. But if he steals brand new ones and he tarnishes them, although you could clean it, you can never clean it to exactly uh, like brand new ones. Now, the mission had finished with a claw saying that everything you steal, you have to pay the value of what it was when you stole it. What's this including? The, uh, the Mishnah enumerated many cases like this. So, the Khmer says it's including the case of Reb Eloi. If someone steals a lamb and, he, and it grows up to be an isle, he steals a calf and it grows up to be an ox... He is koine that with that shinoi. So now, if he it and sells it, he's shechting and selling his very own property. The Gemara tells us a story of a person who stole a whole bunch of oxen from his friend, and he plowed up his whole field and he plowed his whole cabbage patch. And then he returned it. So uh, they went to Nachman as a you know for din. And Ibn Nachman says you have to pay him back the shvach of your field. So Reb tells Ibn Nachman, hold on a second. He didn't steal field. He stole an ox. And the ox didn't go up in value. The oxen. So Ibn Nachman says, look, how many times have I told you? Uh, before then he says, no, I meant to, you pay half of it. He says, yeah, but wait, why are you paying for any of the field? He didn't steal a field. He stole oxen. So now Ibn Nachman says, look, how many times have I told you? I sit on a court case. I'm a judge here. know your friend, said about me. I and Shavar Malka are brothers in Din. I'm very busy. This was a special case because the guy who stole his accent was a experienced thief. He's always stealing. So he, we needed to knas him. So we him, even though you're right, technically, the oxen weren't the things that went up in value. Now we have an Amishnah that tells us, we had some of these cases before, that if someone steals an animal and it gets old, or he steals an Evid and the, the Evid gets old, he has to pay the value of what he stole at the time that he stole it. of Mayor's mechalik between avodim and animals. He says, avodim, you can give back the way they are. He gives them the din of karka. If someone steals coins and he cracks them, fruits and they rot wine and it sours, he has to pay the value of what he stole at the time that he stole it. However, if he steals a coin and the currency is no longer available, or Truma and the Truma becomes Tamil, these are cases where the Hezek is not knicker. You can't see any practical, uh, practically, there is any physical difference in it. If he steals Chomets and he holds onto it through Pesach, Pesach. Now it's also. If he steals an animal and he doesn't have arrow with it. Or he puzzles it from going on the Mizbeach. So like it has some unnoticeable mum. Or now it's Sharan skull, It's goring under his watch. But it looks exactly the same. So he can return that even though now there's an intrinsic difference in the animal. In the thing which he stole. And the Gemara Papa says... Then the first step of the Mishnah, when he said that it gets old, it doesn't mean old, it means even weakened. When the Mishnah says old, it means that it's weakened like old age and that it's an irreversible weakening. But there you have to pay for what it was worth before it got weak. Now, Markashi, Shabreder, have I heard in the name of Rabbi Yoichanon that even if someone steals a lamb and it grows into an aisle and a calf and goes into a shar, he is koine of with that shinoi. So now, if he checks it or if he sells it, he's selling his own thing. Ravaji retorts. Keep telling you, stop mixing up the people who you're quoting it from. wasn't Rabbi Rabbi Law. Now, in the next step, Rameyr said that Avodim, they can be returned as is even after they grow old. Rav says that we actually pask and like Rameyr in this regard. The Gemara says, wait, wait, why is Rav passing like a mayor over the Rabbanon, the Tanakamas, Rabbanon?" So he says, well, he has a brysa that says the opposite. News no, so what, he's going like a brysa instead of a mishnah? No, because Rav has a mishnah with the sheetahs flipped. He's talking going like the Chachamim. Yeah, but why is Rav, uh, Rav pushing away a brysa, a uh, mishnah to pass him like a brysa? He should be going like the mishnah over the brysa. The brysa is brya, it's outside. So we have two answers. The first answer is that Rav also had the Mishnah's Sheetahs flipped. That was his Messiah. Where the second option is that you're right, he wouldn't flip a Sheetah if he only had one Brysa pushing against his Messiah in the Mishnah, but he has two Brysas. With the sheets listed opposite against his Mishnah, so then Taka, he will allow a Brisa, two Brysas to overcome a Mishnah. We'll continue with this tomorrow. Bez Rasa Shem, thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.